welcome to Slayer Fest 98. My name is Zachary Patton Garcia. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. Hi, I'm Summer Bischel, and this is Nick, the perpetually exhausted spooky character of the YouTube channel Nick Says Boo. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm, I feel so bad for giving you that complicated <laughs> I know. What an asshole. It's first episode, too. <laughs> Summer's going to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> no. um, Nick, so this is your first time joining us. Would you like to give us your Buffy origin story? Sure. So I... Like, I remember this clear as day. It was, oh, God, how old was I? Because I was born in 91, so I'm trying to think about, like, how old I would have been in 97. So, like, five or six years old. Uh, I remember my dad coming home from work, and he was in the kitchen with my mom. And he was like, hey, do you remember that uh, that movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer? And she was like, yeah, what about it? And he's like, well, apparently, they're making it into a TV show. I heard Vampire and, you know, my <laughs> love of all things spooky. I was like, I want to watch it. And I watched the very first episode of that, and every single week I was in front of that television. Oh, you watched it from the beginning? Yep, both Buffy and Angel. That's from day one. (laughs) Summer, didn't you also watch it from the beginning? I know one of the co I was very young. I watched it when I was in Bahrain, and it was on air. I don't, and I have an older sister, so she was always watching it. I wasn't Mm -hmm. really into it when she was watching it because I was too young. Mm, but fair. I remember getting into it when it was on air in Bahrain and then continuing okay. to watch it. But like my love for it didn't really happen until like my late twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I always like find it funny. Like Nick, I love that you watched it from the beginning, even though you would have been like six, seven. <laughs> oh, it doesn't make any sense. Like literally my, my first movie that I ever saw in theaters was Scream. On ah, opening me weekend, too. so it's been like that since day one. <laughs> um, and uh, Nick, so I I have to mention that we actually all met in person for my birthday. Yeah, so Zach, do you remember that? Okay, why are you? <laughs> so I've talked to Ian about this. I, I think we talked about it at our last recording, and I said, you know. I was talking to Alistair about it, and um, we were talking about how we met um, Nick and David and how they showed up at the bar, and we were at the bar, and we said hi. And I was like, it was something they weren't there for more than five minutes, though. And he's like, what? And I said, yeah, they came and like said <laughs> hi, and you know, we had a shot, and they left. And he's like, no, like no, we no. went upstairs and everything. <laughs> I said, oh. So I – I blacked most of that out. I'm pretty sure, but then I saw the pictures, and that does make sense. Y'all are y'all are in the pictures. <laughs> well, at least we have proof <laughs> that it actually happened. It was too Long Island iced teasy, and by the time y'all showed up, so it was uh, it was starting out rough. Yeah, Summer, you missed my uh, very drunk 40th birthday in New York. <laughs> oh my God! Happy late birthday! <laughs> Thanks. Um, I brought a um, I brought a Sony Handycam to it. Um, and it was like an old 2005 nice. one. Yeah, and do, Nick, do you remember when when uh, we were all trying to go upstairs and the hallway got like the, the stairway got blocked and like they were telling us yes. to go back down, but there was too many people, so we were going back up. So Alistair was filming at the top of the stairs, yelling at everybody to go back down. And I'm yelling at everybody to go back up, and then you have Nick <laughs> coming in the back yelling. <laughs> What are we doing? What's happening here? <laughs> Sounds like me. Yes. It's a good uh, it's a good moment. <laughs> but so we are here to talk uh the Buffy season 2 episode Passion for its 25th anniversary. We're just a few days late. That's okay. Um and I fucking like this episode I can remember I had this on VHS in the little like collections they put out and I would watch this all the time. Like I thought this was such a good Especially to like younger teen me, this felt like 
good like horror movie stuff and it like definitely like still has a little bit of that in there um but like off the top like your first rewatch watching it for this uh summer what do you think of the episode overall i think it's a pretty sad episode i mean like i remember really loving miss calendar and just being really sad for like her but also giles and what that meant for his development yeah but it's funny that she like almost looks their age yeah (laughs) i'm just like okay that's how that works (laughs) <laughs> like she could be in high school <laughs> right like by the way they all look yeah i mm-hmm. i've actually I, th- I think i've said that before right zach with scream one how like gail and sydney don't they look like they could be around the same age yeah well yeah. I mean, and also like love interests right for older men are usually younger yeah. women yeah yeah that's true and i mean not like he's like he's probably my age in this season like i'm probably the, as old as giles is you think he's 40 <laughs> probably that, that's a rough 40 i don't know Summer, what do you think, Nick? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking that up. Hold on. <laughs> yes, please look that up because that's blowing my mind if, if that's true. <laughs> I'm so bad with age. I have no concept. <laughs> I know that I did Google Joyce and I was like, motherfucker, I'm as old as Joyce was in season one of Buffy. Like she's supposed to be like a single mom. Yeah. <laughs> she looks young though. Like it's just the haircut that does it, I think. The haircut and the yeah. outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like Giles starts to look younger. As he gets like to, to me, he looks younger in season so three than he does in yeah. like the first two seasons. Yeah, they style him a little better, um, especially these early seasons. Like those suits are like baggy, and it's like, oh, god. Yeah, the nineties was all about the baggy suit. Yeah, yeah, I I can't stand an ill fitting suit. Oh, I don't know. They were so <laughs> in. They really were. I. He was forty four. Okay, so he was older than me. Um, Summer, I feel like you talk about this a lot. How like you're like, I'm ready for this fashion to come back. I do love the women's fashion yeah. from that era, but it's like the men's fashion. I'm like, I can't go back to baggy jeans. I just no, cannot. no, <laughs> no. But like, I won't do the it. The young adult women's stuff, like it's cute seeing all the young girls like wearing yeah. everything that we grew up with. Yeah, but like the men's stuff can just go. Yeah, we don't we don't need that to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so this episode, even like the previously on, there's like so much shit to cover in that. Like when they're like, they gotta show that she slept with Angel, they gotta show he went bad, they gotta show like her with the rocket launcher. Um and I do I this season really like at this point, I feel like is when it's like very much moving. Um and like the the earlier half of season two is a little bit slower for me, a little bit still monster of the week. But I think once they get Angelus, it's like it picks up immediately. Mm-hmm. So I like love all this. I love that we start with like him stalking her. Um, and I do like, you know, in the later se- the later scene when they get the call, I like that we're seeing the stalking from Angel's point of view, like from the outside. I think that's like like very like I was like waiting for him to be like Michael Myers on her front lawn when she looked out. The whole framing window. of this episode is really good. Yeah, um, how we get his narration throughout, and then we get hers right at the end. Yeah, yeah, I did something like I that. forgot about. Yeah, in my brain, he narrated the whole time mm-hmm. until the, when I was watching. I was like, "Oh, right, she narrates." Um, but uh, so yeah, we start off with him stalking her. She goes to bed, and it is funny seeing stuff like this is creepy when he's in her bed, right? And I, but I just kept thinking later season Buffy would have like somehow she would have woken up and like known that there was well this is season two buffy okay she's helen shivers here this is this is (laughs) helen shivers she literally walks right past somebody (laughs) in the alley (laughs) like it it, it, right in the light (laughs) and just completely misses him so no no no, she didn't miss him she knew it but it was her night off and she deserved a night off (laughs) that was not her business i pretend i do not see (laughs) um fair uh but yeah no i 
I, I, li- I like that, though. I like it's not like I'm like, oh, it's inconsistent. I like that. It's like Buffy gets better as it better at it as the show goes on the same way, like Giles becomes like less stuffier. Like, I feel like that's just like character development because mm-hmm. I've had a few people like doing their first watches of it and be like, oh, I don't like Giles. I'm like, no, you love Giles. I promise. He's just a little uptight early on, but like you love him. <laughs> like he's a nice dad. Yeah, I feel like. I feel like uh, this episode and then I think it's the end of Innocence where he's talking to Buffy about her having sex in the car. Yeah. I feel like those were the two big, at least for me, big turning points for his character that made him less of the, you know, stuffy tweed wearing librarian and mm. more of that father figure. I think that's sort of when I started to connect with him as a character. Yeah, I do like, I I, I think that like those are, I mean, it's almost like those are his defining moments and then he kind of doesn't really get many more later on but i mean i love him yeah i feel like that's the moment when it's like oh he is a good dad um but so we get we get him stalking her he's laying with her he draws is it yeah this i didn't put it in my notes but he does draw a picture of her right and he like leaves it on her bed that was dawn we're asking where dawn is yeah that was dawn (laughs) (laughs) yeah angel draws a picture of her and i was thinking because i forgot that he draws joyce later too and i was like well did he draw joyce also and he did this creepy ass motherfucker um this whole thing is just wild to me right like how on the nose it is with with dangerous men obsessively stalking women you know it's such a real world problem that they did so well in this episode you know Mm -hmm. right down to her having to tell her mom even though she's really wanting to keep that secret from her I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's just, it like blows me away every time I watch it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's pretty toxic and it happens a lot. And I feel like that, you know, that little speech she gives to Joyce in front of her house. I mean, a lot of young people talk like that and it's really dangerous. Um, I just, you know, I have a hard time with Joyce not really seeing what's actually happening with her daughter. Like, I love Joyce, and I think she's, in a lot of ways, a wonderful mother. And and, and you really feel her loss when she's gone. But, you know, she doesn't really want to see her daughter. And it's kind of toxic, too. Yeah, yeah. when her mom gives her that talk, I was like, wow, I hate everything her mother is saying in this scene. Like... I hate it. (laughs) And it's not not like, were you safe? Were you, you... You know, was it safe? Like, nothing about you know, the very real, the very real risks associated with it, but more so her virtue. And I think it's just antiquated and problematic. And there were probably mothers in those, even in those days who are having more appropriate conversations with their daughters. Yeah. I think it's funny because I was thinking about how my mom, so my mom's one that got me into Buffy and she doesn't like Joyce. And I, it's like stuff like this that always like bothered my mom. And she would be like, she doesn't support her. Like she should be like, you know, supporting her more. And she doesn't. And like, she doesn't even see that she's a slayer. And I, I can kind of like get it. But I mean, I, I still agree with you, Summer. I do, I do like Joyce. It's Mm -hmm. just some of this shit is like, uh, um, not great. Uh, especially because it's like Buffy tells her, like, yeah. oh, he's stalking me. So at least she knows that there is, like, she doesn't know the full picture, but Buffy, Buffy has at least told her that, like, she's going through something bad with this guy. So at the very least, don't, like, then be, like, yelling at her for if you know she's upset. Like, you at least know that. Um, I mean, she's together. kind of shaming her and yeah. also not offering resources for both of their protection. Yes. Which is really dangerous. And, 
I also like, I'm like, how old are we supposed to believe Buffy is at this point? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, just, just like, is she like 15 and Angel's supposed to be like 20? Like, like what, what is that? Cause that's not right. appropriate. Cause like Joyce even Joyce does, that's like the one thing she does point out that is correct is like, oh, he's a lot older, but I, yeah, I don't know how old Joyce is supposed to think he is right. Like, is he just yeah. like a year older? Um, or is he like 25 to her? Cause it is very hard because Angel does look their age because the actor actually right. is their age. So it's like hard to be like, Oh, that like much older man. But it's like, mm, is he? With like a 16 year old. Yeah. It's just so predatory and illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when was he turned though? Cause he was, supposed, he's supposed to be like early twenties, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I was wondering. Like, yeah, because like when we get those flashbacks, it's like he's like not a teenager. It's like he's like at the bar, like hooking up with ladies and like, yeah. Mm, so yeah. It's kind of funny because it's like whenever I talk to people about this show, like I have David watching this for the mm. first time. And oh, I love that. he's like, he's like, well, wait a minute. Like how old is Angel supposed to be? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, regardless of when he was turned, I'm like, mentally, he's, you know, 250 plus years old so <laughs> right. it's still disgusting like he's right. an old man it's still disgusting and i'm like yeah. but that's is. sort of one of the things that the show only lightly touches on like they have the joke in you know yeah. season three when i think it's season three yeah when he tells her yeah. like oh you know I, I saw you outside of your old high school and she's like that's incredibly gross mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she even makes the joke with willow in season three when willow's talking about or maybe it's this season it is this season when willow's talking yeah she's nervous to talk to oz and Buffy says something like, my boyfriend had a bicentennial. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that's barely a joke. Um, but yeah. so then we get post credits, we get Buffy. She's in school. She's like worried about Angel because he's come to visit her. Um, yeah. And they're talking about like looking up the the like uninviting him spell. Mm-hmm. And I do like the bit of like Jonathan and that other girl like come in and they're like, have you knocked? And they're like, this is a library. We're looking for books because that never happens on the show. So I like that. We at least got like one time that that happens. I love those real world moments when right? they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. these are supposed to be actual people. <laughs> yeah. They just sort of lightly acknowledge it. And you yeah. could wonder like how many, how how many times did it take students going into that library before they all kind of spread the word that you don't go in there anymore? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if they're like, yeah, just like avoid the library. They're right. like, it's that, fucking that weird in there, flips. man. There's like, you know, some devil stuff. There, I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> happening over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and when Xander's like, does this look like a Barnes and Noble to you? <laughs> Love that. So then we get, I, I do like that they leave, but then they're talking about it in the hallway, which is more public. <laughs> Again, you just turn your head. You don't, you don't yeah. pay attention. Okay. Yeah. That's not the crowd you want to get involved in. People die. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't hang out with them because you will definitely <laughs> die. <laughs> Speaking of their, their, their conversation about the whole invitation thing, is this the only time that the invitation to a car is a thing? Yeah, I was I was wondering that. Like, right. are they placating Cordy and just being like, "All right, we'll do it," or like, did they actually need to do it? It right? felt more like placating to me, right? Like, I think so. <laughs> it felt like when they actually do do the spell on her car, that it's just kind of like hand waving and maybe like burning some sage for a second and saying it's <laughs> mm-hmm. done. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Cordy and her car should have been a whole like 
<laughs> little yeah. mini lost episode that we should have gotten or something. Yeah, very invested. Or just offering up her grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see Joyce and Buffy riding around in Cordelia's car. Like, I yeah. needed to see just five minutes of that. <laughs> Summer, what do you think? Do you think they were placating Cordy or did they actually do a I mean, spell? I think it's probably a bit about. There, I, they were mm-hmm. probably like, what are the rules on the car? True. They probably True, don't yeah. know. They're probably like, <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> do it in case. Let's, Let's see. Do something in case. Exactly. <laughs> um, I feel like it's the same thing with garlic in the show. Yeah. Because yeah. they have that they have that in Cordelia's car at the end of it. She has it hanging in the back seat of the car. <laughs> and I feel like the next time that you see garlic is when I think it's like season six when yeah. Buffy's trying to keep Spike out. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. do they ever actually utilize garlic in the show? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. They really don't. Um, <laughs> also, I wanted – Summer, I don't know if you will be able to answer this question. So mm-hmm. is the – like, Buffy's makeup, I do like it in this scene, but, like, her lips look the same color as her, like, face. Is that Was that, like, a thing back then, or is it, like, just weirdly done makeup? I feel like the nude lip was, like, kind of everywhere. Mm, okay. Like, the nude lip. I feel like it's everywhere now too. Well, I don't. I don't go out that often, so probably sure <laughs> I can buy that. That I would miss it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah, I, I, she's such a beautiful girl. It's like she. Oh, yeah. There's not a frame of this entire series where they don't all look beautiful, you know. And mm-hmm. I think they were probably all really young and playing with their looks themselves, probably yeah. too. Like I'm That's sure true. they were trying stuff out and having some creative input. Yeah, the thing the season seven costume designer told me was that like it was very easy dressing Sarah because she like looked good in everything, which yeah. I don't doubt. They probably um, all just looked amazing in everything. Yeah, <laughs> and they were all like pr- really young, and that's when you kind of like try different things. That's true. Yeah, and like I do feel like back then there was like ten different very specific fashion trends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause like when Willow wears those hats, I'm like, yeah. people didn't wear these hats. And then I'm like, no, they did. They oh did. yeah. The bucket hat was a thing. Yeah. That's back too. God, I hate the bucket hat. The bucket hat. God. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. I love bucket hats. <laughs> I mean, check all my school field trip pictures. I've got a bucket hat on most yeah, likely. Really? And a yeah. breaker. So many pictures and bucket hats. (laughs) So we get um, Miss Calendar. And I do like that Miss Calendar has like a little bit of a relationship with Willow. Like Willow's like the good student. Mm -hmm. Willow Um, turned into Miss Calendar. I could not stop looking at Calendar (laughs) and and seeing what Willow turns into. Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone on Twitter, and I apologize if the person's listening because I don't remember who it was, but someone said like in a roundabout way, Miss Calendar was like, willow's first like mentor which Mm -hmm. is kind of true yes right and would have been a stronger mentor had she lived i i fully believe that yeah yeah Yeah. and and like because like miss calendar is kind of i'm trying to think would be the first person that willow knew who did magic right yeah like that she actually knew um and what did giles call willow later it's arrogant amateur um a rank jenny would have never said that to willow jenny would have i feel like jenny would have been a lot a, a better of a mentor, um, but she – I don't know. So, like, I remember when I first watched it not liking her, and I think it was just because I'd started in season five. I already had my favorites, and mm-hmm. then you go back, and it's like, what the hell is this lady? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like her. Um, <laughs> but she is somebody who every single time I do a rewatch, I like her more and more and more, and I'm so disappointed that we, we lose her, you know? Yeah. I feel yeah. like she would have been a really great one to carry over a couple more seasons. Yeah. yeah. It's kind yeah. of weird that she left the show so quickly. Yeah, and like she now does like anti-abortion movies. 
Oh, does she? Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> uh, well, well, I'm talking about Jenny Calendar, okay? No, 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 I yeah, love no. Jenny Calendar. <laughs> I happened to look at her Twitter earlier today because I was like, oh, let me see. Like, I heard that she's not like that. Cons-. And then, like, her first tweet was about Tucker Carlson and loving him. And, like, it was well, like, oh, he girl. talked about my movie. And I was like, oh, man. I think, you know, season three was fine without Jenny Calendar, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like, and I like when Willow's walking out that she says to Buffy, like, I have to talk to her. She's a teacher. Like, mm. I love little nerdy Willow. And I forget that she's still, like, you know, like a cute, shy, awkward nerd here. Cause like, she, like when she goes over Buffy's house after finding her fish dead and she's like, thanks for having me over on a school night. As if it's not like a life or death matter that she's over there. Yeah. Um, but so, and I do think, I do think Miss Calendar and Giles have like very good chemistry. And I wish, I do wish we could have gotten like a love interest for Giles in the vein of her that didn't die. Um, Cause we get like Olivia in two episodes in season four, but, or three and that's yeah, it it's just like in and out right like even yeah olivia would have been nice to stick around for a little while yeah yeah i feel like he deserved right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i really wanted him to be with joyce like i know it was kind of telegraphed from the beginning and then she yeah. dies but i thought that that would have been really really cute me too it made a lot of sense too it would have yeah. made a lot of sense and like he was already a good dad to buffy so it's like he would he would just be the same as a stepdad to her right like yeah. he was like so which I do like later on when he says the willow and he's like, should I go up there? And she's like, and what would you say? And he's like, I like, love okay. that scene so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get this and we do get Giles and Jenny. And I, I do like this interaction. And I like that we see that Giles, he both is like excited to talk to her, but also, you know, when she's like, I, isn't this where, is this where she apologizes? And he's like, I'm not the one you have to apologize to. Yeah. Um, and I do like that. And I like that she's the one that gives him the like uninviting spell. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's, I feel bad for her. Cause right. It's like, she's, I she really is trying. Like that she, it doesn't seem like she is like being overly apologetic. Instead, she knows there's something she can do and she springs into action pretty much right away. Right. Yeah. Like that yeah. is the way that she can apologize. And she recognizes that. And I, I again, uh, she's just, she works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but his, his acting, Anthony Stewart heads acting when she says, I didn't know that I was going to fall in love with you. It breaks my heart mm. every single time, because that's mm-hmm. it's like, for me, that's one of the few moments initially early on in the series where you kind of see through the front that Giles puts up and like his face mm. is just like, very childlike. He's like, what did you like? Really? <laughs> yeah. um, I, love I love when it. he does that. I love when Anthony Stewart head does that anytime. Mm. Like he gets a little flustered. Yeah. And I, I do think, I, I mean, he conveys, he like is very, he has a very, I mean, he's like a very kind dad face, right? He has like, and he just is very like, you want to root for him and stuff like this. I feel like, and like, you know, I did, I, I liked that Jenny was kind of like, she like lit a fire under his ass and like got a kick out of how stuffy he was, you know, like, hmm. and he also clearly liked that. So I don't know. I, that's, that's the kind of relationships I do like. So then we cut to Buffy and it's like the later that night she's on the phone with Willow. That's when Willow finds out 
Angel came into her room and killed her fish. Well, so just backing up just this tiny bit, because it plays into this part right here, is earlier when they're walking through the hallway, it like really irritates me that Buffy is like, I need to do something. Like this is like he he told me that he killed Drusilla's family when he got obsessed with her. And like he he had this track record already. And Giles, Giles pretty much tells her, hey, um, uh, you just ignore him and he'll go away until we can figure out something. Right. Like. And then it just is, is everybody is getting targeted. Um, it, he doesn't go away. It starts to progressively get worse. It does get worse. Jenny gets killed, you know, and that moment like has really stuck with me. This watch, you know, um, when they tell her to just kind of grin and well, bear it. I mean, right. That's like kind of the show, right? Everyone being like, oh, like underestimating Buffy mm. and being like, mm. And like they do that with Cordelia a lot. We talked about that with like Cordelia in Angel season one, right? Where it's like, yeah. oh, you're being ridiculous. And then she's right. Um, yeah, because. And, and Willow's right. You know, like it's it's a good thing she didn't have a damn dog because right. it's terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, I do think I did keep thinking, like, why didn't they think of this? This should have been something they thought of like right away. Like, because mm-hmm. he while they're talking, he could be at Buffy's house murdering Joyce, right? Like. It just feels like, oh, we need to let's make this move faster because he could be murdering everyone's families while they're at school or out patrolling. Yeah, I mean, even Buffy calls uh, like since she called that out, it always sort of felt odd to me that like Joyce is out getting groceries and she's just chilling at home with Willow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you would have thought that like she would have been on top of it the second that the sun went down. Like I, I need to know your every single move yeah. to keep you alive. <laughs> I mean, it's not like like Joyce would have called the police because did she do that afterwards? No. (laughs) (laughs) So we get uh, Drusilla and we cut back to the factory. Drusilla tries to feed him the dog. I wouldn't have minded if Drew had that dog for like as her sidekick for the rest of the series. (laughs) I kind of liked her with this tiny dog. Mm -hmm. Um, And like Spike is mad that she's trying to feed him and. Then Angelus has a weird line where he says she already bathes you and changes you. And I was like, wait, does she? Like, Yeah, I wonder <laughs> that too. Because I'm like, at what at what point was he like no longer faking? So I'm like, is she like like giving him like a geriatric sponge bath to, to like clean him and like change the diaper? Like what is the extent of the, right. the acting that he's putting on here? Because mm-hmm. at the end he does say it's been a while that he's pretending, right? It's like, it isn't just like, oh, just then he was got better, right? Right. Because I, I remember that, but yeah, I, um, Drusilla, and then in this, she has like a premonition. It's like, I forget her wording, but it's basically talking about Jenny. And then we cut to Jenny and just seeing her in that dress. I was like, oh no, oh no. Uh-huh. Summer, I need to know what you think about that dress. Cause it's very weird. Jenny's dress? Yeah. <laughs> like Why is it dress. weird? I, it looks I like it's it. like, cause it, it looks like it's a shirt and then it's like sheer but there's a tank top underneath. It looks like it has like four layers. Oh my god, I loved it. I know, Ian. What are you talking about? <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. Everyone are you even it. a Buffy stand? <laughs> so good. I just. <laughs> it looks like it has like eighteen layers. Um, and Perfect I also love. I also love that they give her like you know she wears like jeans sometimes and stuff, but they give her like the worst outfit to be chased in which is like this dress no that's that's iconic it's an iconic outfit to get chased in she she was running pretty damn fast in that dress she was that is true (laughs) but i'm like that dress is probably hard to run in right summer i mean i ran in some pretty crazy shit you know (laughs) it's like fair (laughs) you do what you gotta do 
crazy shit and while wearing an eye patch. So <laughs> yeah, like sometimes you gotta run in a dress. <laughs> um, so she goes to the magic box, and I do, I do like that the magic box like gets these like little early appearances when they need like to get something like supernatural. Is this supposed to be the magic box? Yeah, because she walks downstairs, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think. They like that set looks different every time they use it because they go to it in season three mm-hmm. and it's like a completely different set too. So I think it's like they didn't really like know what they were going to because they do say that it's like the magic shop. Um, and it's it it's, it's honestly only us who are questioning the yeah. layout of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I do like that the guy's like doing a bit. And then once he realizes she like knows her shit, he like drops the act and is like, oh, okay. Oh, you're, you're Yana. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And I do, I, I think of that, like, as a, when I think of Miss Calendar, when he, when she's like, I'm going to give a friend something, and he's like, what are you going to give him? And she's like, his soul. And it like lights up a little. I, that's what I think of when I think of Miss Calendar is like mm-hmm. that image. I didn't realize that this is before school. So I was like, how early is that shop opening? Because it's before they're even like getting to school. So like, that would be like, what, 7am, 6am? <laughs> I mean, people wake up really early to buy their Ouija boards. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> and uh, Nick, what do you think of her interaction with Miss Calendar here outside school? <sighs> it's it's ve- it's very Buffy to me. It's it's very like she wants to do the right thing, but she's still a little bit pissed off. Mm-hmm. And I think it. I don't know. It it, it shows a lot for her character, mm-hmm. um, and it shows the love that she has for Giles that she's willing to put you know other people's happiness yes. before her own. Yeah. It's a really good character moment for her, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, like, what you just said, Nick, is exactly what I love about it is that she is, like, reeling it in. Like, she is fucking pissed at her. But you, like, when she's like, good, you feel bad. And then she's like, wait, Giles misses you. Like, mm-hmm. I, that, that shit makes me, like, I was like, oh man, she's going to die tonight. This sucks. Like, that's all I was thinking. I know. Um, and I do, I, I feel like also, because we're still early in the show, Buffy and Giles' relationship is still, like, evolving. Mm-hmm. And this, like, shows you how much she loves him, right? Like, I feel like... Yeah. Zach, what did you think of it? Well, I mean, yeah, everything that was already said. You know, she... This is just what I love about Buffy, right? Is that she's mm-hmm. able... She's expected to be more mature than people remember how old she is, right? Yeah. Um, we had the whole moment when we, we covered... Oh, goodness. What was the episode for Angel? Sanctuary. Um, Sanctuary. And everybody mad at her. Yeah. But I'm like, she's fucking however you're old, however years old. And and, then she's even younger here. And, you know, this is, this is quite a bit of maturity for somebody who's that age, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I mean, right. That's what we love about Buffy. And you always say that Zach. And I think about that a lot when people like rag on some of her decisions. It's like, she is a still a kid. Yeah. Like, the realist in me can't help but think of their ages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I, that's why I always compare it to like with Dawn, how everyone would always say that Dawn was really annoying. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, Dawn behaved like the actual age yes. that she yeah. was. And if you look back at, you know, the core trio in the first couple of seasons, they did not behave like teenagers. They were, they were dealing with very adult situations. Yeah. Unlike Dawn. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, Nick, I have defended Dawn in that way because like she is annoying, but I'm always like, I would also be that annoying, if not more so, if I were like 
14, found out I wasn't real, and then my mom and sister both <laughs> oh, died just leave it there. Thing. No, 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 no like, just leave it there. You just yeah, found out you're not real, okay? <laughs> By that point, you're just Hell yeah. setting trash cans on fire. <laughs> I would be ratty about that at 40. <laughs> <laughs> Ian finds out he's not real at 40. He's only been living about four months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Zach, we've only been doing My Bloody Judy for three months, actually. There you go. <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, no, I, I really like this and I, I, I do like that. She's still a little petty, but then is like, eh, mm-hmm. let me stop myself. Like I, I do like that because also I relate to that because I would also still be petty even though I'm like, oh, but like, yeah, he cares about you. Like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then this is, and then like right after this is when Giles tells them he has the like spell, right? Which is what Jenny calendar gave him. Mm-hmm. And then we like quickly have that cut to, uh them in willow's room which i do like and she says that like ira rosenberg's only daughter nailing crucifix to her wall i have to go over xander's just to watch charlie brown christmas special i thought that was like (laughs) a really good (laughs) beat Mm -hmm. um and we get the i like that cordelia line where she's like you know i'd do the same for you if i if you had a social life (laughs) (laughs) just more cordelia I love Allison's little response when she's like, you realize that there are no fish in your aquarium and it's just so subtle, but it's, I don't know. It sends me every single time. (laughs) Why did he leave it in her? Why did, so then he should, they get the drawing of Joyce. Why did they get the, why was it there? Right. I was thinking that too. How often was he sneaking in and out without nobody noticing? It was while they were facing the fish tank and he was uh, in the back. And then the drawing is of her mom, which it is like, oh shit, like fuck. And then we get, we like cut to Joyce. And I do, this scene I thought had like really good tension where like, because right, like even I feel like your brain, I mean, we've all watched this a bunch, so we know what happens. But like when you see something like this, your brain goes to like, well, he's a vampire, he's going to attack her. And he does attack her, but not in like, not in a vampire way, right? In like a, like you said, Summer, just like a straight up like toxic, creepy dude way. Yeah. By like when he, I get so mad for her when he's like, I can't stop thinking about your daughter since we made love. Like that feels like that feels like a cruel thing you didn't expect him to do, right? Like you expect him just to try to like kill her, mm-hmm. um, which is also terrible, of course. But like this feels like a different kind of terrible. I think this is like the probably the third for me, the third strongest scene in the episode. Um, yeah. The the sort of back and forth um, between. Joyce and an angel and Joyce trying to almost like get out of his grasp and like get around him, but he's like blocking her most of the most of the yeah. walk. Yeah. Is just so it's a lot of anxiety in that one, right? Like yeah. I couldn't I, I wish I remembered what I felt when I first watched that because it mm-hmm. is such a such a strong scene, such a creepy scene. Yeah. And like if it had taken place nowadays, you know, it would be Angel posting on social media or like you know, yeah, he's yeah. sending I don't know pictures of Buffy to everybody and just like yeah. really really on the nose creepy shit. Yeah. This this episode is like I'm a really big fan of like like the erotic thrillers, like you know, mm. like Fear and Basic Instinct and stuff like that. And yes. this mm-hmm. episode to me is very much that. And I get uncomfortable yeah. every single time. The, 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 the way that he's very aggressive with her, like when she drops the groceries and he's like very, very quickly yeah. uh, putting everything in the bag or when she pulls in the driveway and he's like opening the car door for her. Mm-hmm. I just, I just watched um, 
fear with Mark Wahlberg it's and Mark Reese Wahlberg, like a hundred percent, very <laughs> much so. Like, it, like it's it's just very uncomfortable with how uh, animated he is and how yeah. close he is with her. But I really love, like, to what you were saying when he makes the comment about him having slept with Buffy. As Joyce, because I rewatched the episode again earlier, as like Joyce is trying to open the door, you can just see the look on his face as he's like, how else can I fuck with her right now? Yes, yes. It's very much like he's playing with his prey. Like, I don't I don't think he went there to kill Joyce. I think he went there to embarrass Buffy. Do, that was right? going to be like, my question. Do you think he was going to, if he'd gotten into the house behind her, do you think he would have hurt her? I, Probably. I think if he had gotten into the house, but I think right then in that mm-hmm. moment, he just that like his like motive was to embarrass Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you what do you think, Nick? I mean, I uh, I don't know, because like he, when the barrier stops him, he's still got the grin on his face. So I do think he probably would have gotten like carried away a little bit. Mm, yeah. But then at the same time, like he's clearly showing restraint when he's just sitting there watching them sleep yeah. at night. So I don't know. It's. I, you know, I know that we're, eventually we're going to answer the question of like, what would Dawn have been doing at this time? But I feel like if he had gotten inside, he probably would have went upstairs and started screwing with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would have been like the ickiest scene to, Ugh, to see. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad we didn't ever have to get that. Yeah. Summer, what do you think? Do you think he was like going there just to fuck with her or? Yeah. I mean, I think he's a sociopath when he becomes jealous. Yeah. Like he's a total yeah. sociopath. It's just yeah. so creepy. It's so creepy. This is why it was so easy for me to like accept the transition of Spike becoming a love interest. Mm-hmm. Like when people were like Angel forever. Like yeah. to me, I was like, when he's in jealous, it's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> like it, oh, it so overshadows to me the brief good time. Like it's just so fraught with so much trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Zach, I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast too, that like, they don't actually like summer, right. They don't actually date that long before this happens. No, Like they're not even, they like kiss halfway through season one. And now we're like halfway through season two and he's murdering her friends. Yeah. (laughs) No, I know he murdered people, man. And it was just like, I don't know. And they were so quick to forgive so much of what he did. Yeah. But like Willow fucking gets addicted to magic and they're like, you. (laughs) (laughs) Burn the podcast down. Uh, Yes, absolutely. 100%. You know, and it's like he gets a spinoff. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's why in seeing Red when they're like, she can't. And Dawn is like, Mm -hmm. no, she can. She should. And I'm like, yes, Dawn is very correct in this scene. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Willow has every right to fucking hate Warren but yeah I I uh I I just like the like stalker like yeah it feel it does feel like we're still leaning into horror stuff and I mean Nick I think fear is a very good comparison Mm -hmm. because he is just like the like almost the vampireness doesn't have anything to do with what he's doing right he's just being like a like crazy stalker dude oh exactly like I know like we always talk about, um, you know, how it's supposed to be like metaphors for growing up in the situations that you're going through. But I feel like this, this episode specifically is one where other than a couple's moments, it doesn't even really feel supernatural. You're, it, yeah. it just feels like you're watching like a crime drama, like a stalker drama. Yeah. yeah. I love that about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, mm-hmm. So then we get, so they're doing that. And then once he gets in the house, which is one of my favorite beats of the episode. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, Angel, changed the locks. Yes. <laughs> slams the door. <laughs> so, so fucking good. good. That's it's a good so moment. Good. It's a good moment. <laughs> and then yeah. Cordelia locks your car door. Um, I love, love, love that moment. Like, I think it's a very good, because right, like, like we were saying, it's like, he's kind of just stalking. He's not doing vampire things, but then we're reminded, oh, this is a thing she can do because it is supernatural. And like, she can prevent him from coming into her home. You know, that's the same spell she uses on Spike later on in the show. And like, I just, I like her being able to like, finally get one up on him. Does it feels like since he turned evil, it's like him getting one up on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it feels good to be like, yeah, fuck you, Angel. I love like, that it was like a surprise one up too. Like I'm sure people yeah. like because you would expect to see them performing the spell or doing whatever, right? Yeah. And that comes so quickly that you you just don't have time to even think that's that is what's coming up next. I mean, unless you've seen the show. But right. And I, I this is one of the first times we see Willow doing like a full spell, right? Yeah. Cause she's like walking down the steps like saying the whatever yeah actually now that i think about it, i think uh, other than at the end of season two which i right. mean we don't even really know what what took over her at that point but yeah this i think this is the first time where she's not you know like <laughs> lighting bedspreads on fire and yeah all that jazz <laughs> turning her friends into rats um <laughs> so we cut back to sunnydale high which now is reminding me wait a minute the, the show does this a lot, especially in the early seasons, because it's nighttime again. Mm-hmm. Wait. Oh, but okay. That's it's what like, happens after daytime. Ian. But like, I mean, how long have Jenny and Giles been at school? Teachers stay after school a long time. But it feels like I, in my brain that was, I guess it's like, could be like 7 And doesn't it get earlier or darker earlier there at this time, like in February? Um. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. Um. Giles goes in to talk to Jenny. She says they like kind of make up a little bit. And she says she wants to see him later, and uh, he says yes, um, setting us up for more heartbreak. Um, And Nick, who arrives in Jenny's classroom? Uh, The the devil himself. (laughs) Like, (laughs) when he, that, I love that scene so much. One of my fears is realizing that there is somebody else in the room with you. Yes, (laughs) especially when you're looking at a screen and the rest of the room is dark, and when your eyes finally adjust to the darkness behind the screen, crazy. Wow. Little side story, like where this fear comes from. When I was... I just graduated high school and I was still living with my parents and we had like a, the, our front door had like frosted glass on it. And I always had this habit of like at night, my mom would yell out from bed. She's like, Nicholas, before you go to bed, make sure the front door is locked. And mm-hmm. I remember going to the front door. It was like two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and I go to make sure that the door was locked. It was not locked. And I always had this habit of looking out the little like piece of non frosted glass. Ooh. And I would just see the, the street light at the end of my driveway. Mm. Okay. This particular mess. I didn't see the, like, I couldn't see the light. And I was like, what the hell? And that's because somebody was standing on the other side of the glass and they moved to the side. And that's why uh, it scared the shit out of me. And like, they had like broken into the garage and all this other stuff. But like, that was like the moment Mm -hmm. where that just like put that in my head. I was like, never again. (laughs) Oh, so legit danger then. Damn. Jeez. But that's what this scene reminds me of. Just realizing that somebody's there and you just didn't even realize it the entire time. So scary. That is scary. I. Uh, what's funny is I had a reoccurring nightmare about that as a kid, mm. and I I can still vividly remember that like 
I was looking out the like little window of my to my parents like when I was a kid it was like very of the time like wooden door with like a little window with like little curtains on it um and I had a dream that I was going to get a drink of water and I looked out the door mm-hmm. and Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees were standing on the porch mm-hmm. and Freddy waved at me and so like I always think of that at my parents house at the front door even though it's not even the same front door but but that was a dream, and you were actually in danger, Nick. So Jesus, <laughs> yeah. God. Um, so Angelus, she's basically Jenny's there, right? Like if Jenny had had like an hour longer, she probably would have insulted him, right? Yeah. Like she like makes it. She gets gets it all together, mm-hmm. and then uh, like I feel, I feel so like not even just because she's murdered, but it's like, man, she did all this, and now it's just getting like. Literally she put that text fire. through Google Translate. She got it printed out, <laughs> put on a floppy disk. Like she was prepared. She had a backup. Mm-hmm. That's how prepared she was. She had a backup. Yes, yes. And like when she's like, "No, no, no, that's your," and then he just like rips it and throws it in the fire, and it's like, "Oh God!" And that's and that that that's just her trying to appeal to whatever humanity may be in yeah. there, right? Just like, yeah. don't you want to just? not be able to have sex anymore Um, (laughs) because she like knows right it's like she knows he's gonna kill her like you can see it in her face she's fucking terrified Mm -hmm. and like i do think she does a really good job when she's like backing against the wall and like clearly fucking panicking and i love i mean not like love but like he does such like good demon like he's calm and he's just like throwing things in the fire and like oh it's wild when he like crouches down and like warms his hands on fire i'm like oh shit oh shit and i thought i i I guess i like misremembered this because i thought that he gave her like a 10 second head start or something instead of just like throwing her against the door (laughs) 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 um so yeah he throws her into the door and we get Mm -hmm. a very good chase scene summer what do you think of this chase scene I mean, it's so fucking crazy. It's like just the predator after the prey. Like, yeah, you just see his true nature. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. she, I, the thing I do like, and I mean, Zach, we talk about this. We like this too, is that she doesn't, she's not being stupid, right? She's making smart decisions. She's mm-hmm. fucking, she's like, she's not like just being like, like, oh, blah, the door's locked. Well, it now I mean, it's very scream slash i know yeah. what you did last summer yeah. like it, it's not as good as helen shivers but like she's making the decisions that she can right i mean yeah. up until, up yeah. until <laughs> right um but she's making the decisions she can and you know she doesn't have time to sit at those doors and like push those right. doors for more than a second she's got to move on like something else has got to be open right right um, and it, it really is and she's fucking bolting you know she's yeah. not like looking back she's straight straight ahead and there's just yeah even though even the moment where she like tips over the janitor's cart you felt very like ghost face right Um, yes yes that did it just (laughs) there was there was no way she he had locked the school up yeah he had taken his time doing it he knew probably different routes that she might be able to take and had different plans set up and Mm -hmm. um she was never going to get out of that school yeah, no. the janitor's cart really truly terrifies me because it becomes very obvious that he's just playing with her. Because I mean, I don't know yeah. if it's just the way that <laughs> like they shot the scene, mm-hmm. but like, there's no way that he would not have seen the janitor cart being pushed right. in front of him. He runs right into it, and I'm yeah. like, he's just playing. He's just playing. Oh, he's with like, her. Yeah. he's like a, a puppy dog. Like he is excited. It, yeah, like this is fun for him. And, yeah, and it is. Just totally. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I don't even know if I would say animalistic because animalistic, like there's a there's a goal there. It is very human mm-hmm. in the pleasure that he's getting out of out of yeah. this. Yeah, 
Yeah. You're, you're right. There is like a human, a humanity to the cruelness. Mm-hmm. Because like, you're right. An animal doesn't give a shit enough to be cruel, right? Like, right. Yeah. And Ian, I don't know how you don't like this dress during this scene. I'm telling you. <laughs> it like, fits it perfectly. There was an event not too long ago. You know you know what I'm talking about. But uh, there was a bunch of people at Sunnydale High School. And the only thing I saw people posting about it was that fucking window. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's – this is like the part of – like, and you can tell it actually is the school. Because it does look like slightly less TV setty, But I do like that they used – like he's really chasing her through the school. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Which I feel like – I can't remember other times when we've like – gotten that like i feel like they're just always usually in the like set that's the one hallway um i think when when willow and faith are chasing oz when he's a werewolf mm. and then yes. obviously when like buffy's running through the school from right. uh, the mayor but but no even that is just that one set she runs the oh, same exact true. path that she does in becoming in graduation day <laughs> which is weird because then like Right summer, that means that they didn't, they like filmed on the set and then like drove to the school to like finish the set, mm-hmm. that, that scene. Yeah. But I guess that happens often, right? Even yeah. if it's like one. It does. It really does. Sometimes a one scene will just take days. Oh, God. You know, yeah. I I think it, it was Scream, actually. I was just like doing something for work for Scream and I like, I knew that that final act had taken a long time, but I. It took something like 20 days to film the house party scene, I think. Like, just to, like, film it. I I think it might have even been longer than that. Yeah, I've seen 117. I think it was, like, almost a month. And I remember they they said that they all had, like, T-shirts made saying, like, I survived (laughs) whatever (laughs) that scene was. Oh, God. That's like Groundhog Day. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and, like, I I just think shit like that's cool because it, like, doesn't feel and like a show like this especially back then that didn't have a budget could have easily felt like choppy but it doesn't Mm. like i feel like they did a good job editing it and uh yeah i just i think this is such a good chasing in my head it's always longer because it's so good but it's only like what like two minutes i think three minutes it felt it felt decently long though um we got we got her running through a good few hallways yeah and and zach i was thinking of you because they play with the space and they do a yes, good job playing with space. space. I wish you would have climbed <laughs> on the roof, you know, but it, I'm okay. With it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do think that shot is like so good, and it's it adds to the cruelty that he snaps her neck. He's not so even like quick. right. Yes. Quick. Oh, yeah, there's not even uh, a line or anything. Yes. Is there? Like, no. ooh. like she just looks at him, and then he snaps her neck, and like it shows you that like you know, he's a vampire, but he's not even biting her. He's doing this for fun. Like he doesn't even care about like drinking her blood, which for all intents and purposes, that should be the thing he's doing, right? When he's killing someone. Well, his cruelty but, like, is compounding on itself, right? Because she yeah. that's cruel to her, but also he wants her in like the most gorgeous condition that he can leave right. her in, right? So when he places her in Giles's bed, that yeah. she looks like that, that shot will forever haunt me. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like burned into my memory. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I do like the backlighting of the window Mm -hmm. and how they're like silhouettes. Yeah. And you just like, right. You feel bad for Jenny. Like it's like, she, it it really does remind me of Helen Shivers because it's like, man, she didn't do anything wrong. She wasn't being stupid. She almost got away, but didn't. Hey, she's yes. about to end that season in half the time, and they could not have that. The WB said, take her out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's so many things about her chasing that remind me of Helen's. Like, uh, specifically, well, two parts. Like, when when he's chasing her, when they're outside, and they're, like, running through the walkway, mm-hmm. and how she's, like, running the same speed, and then you see him start to pick up 
pace a little bit and, and yeah. he, as he's getting closer and closer to her. I love the way that they shoot that, but mm-hmm. specifically the end in front of the window. I think it's like other than during the daylight, uh, you know, when, when during the school day, it's very rare that they show actual cars on the street outside yes. of the school. So it was very like Helen right at the end of the alley. Like there are people yeah, outside crazy. who can pop, probably help her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys ever go into your into your high schools at night? I had to do that a couple of times for some classes that I was in. One yeah, time we did, yeah. we were setting up a haunted house and it was just like me and a couple other people in there. And I knew it was so creepy too. And so just like seeing her running through an empty <laughs> high school at night is wild. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I went into Sunnydale High School at night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you did at night? I did. So this is this is probably bad, but it, it, this was years ago. I went uh, to visit the high school and mm. it was at night. And, and I climbed the fence and I was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. So I got to like walk around all the areas that were obviously not locked off, but yeah, it, it, was, no very, it was very that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Summer, have you ever been there? No. Where is it? It's in Torrance. Torrance, California. Yeah. Oh, I don't Torrance. really know. Is it where like an is. active school? Yes, it is. Yes. Oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> because <laughs> the the first time i went there it was in like july so it was fine there were like kids skateboarding so it was like fine we just walked around and the kids skateboarding had opened up that fence you climbed nick so it was just open oh, so we were no. like all right let's go in and there was like you know the kids are skateboarding we can go in they're there so we like walked around the like campus area where yeah. graduation day takes place um yep. and then the second time i went there i brought a friend and it was June, but school was still in session, and I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. So I'm sure they're like – They're probably so used to it, though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, another gay guy standing outside the school taking a photo. They probably <laughs> love it. Like, it would be so cool to go to his, an historic school like that. That is true. And it was used in – I know at least 90210, if not more shows. Yeah. I, believe, um, I believe it's also used in Cursed. Oh, shit, really? Mm. Yeah, I think that's the same high school. <laughs> I love that. Does it look the same? I mean, when I was there, it looked like straight out of the TV show. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, I definitely had the moment <laughs> where I was, st- like, where graduation day took place. And I'm, like, standing there by myself, and I'm, like, looking up into the sky, and I'm, like, you want to get it back <laughs> from me, dick? <laughs> that's so cool. I, I for sure took a picture on right where graduation day takes place and was like, I'm running for Sunnydale prom queen. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was going to say summer, you're with a bunch of fucking nerds, but I feel like you know that every time you're recording. With this no, I love it too. Like I'm all about it. <laughs> um, next time I'm in LA summer, we'll go to the, we'll go to the high school. <laughs> I know I want to go to this high school. I'm like Googling pictures of it right now. <laughs> um, so oh, I'm like nervous to talk about this next part too. I know. I just hate uh, it. So we get, we then cut to Giles coming back to his apartment. Well, wait, no, first we, I didn't talk about it. We get the scene of him at Buffy's house, which I do love. Um, Cause I, I just love the beat of him. He does want to help, right? Cause he knows Joyce doesn't know the full story, but Willow just being like, right. And what would you say? And he's like, Ugh. and then he even has a little line of, oh, I'm going to use this at my apartment to uninvite Angel. And it's like, ah, shit. Right. And mm-hmm. then he goes, Summer, what do you think? Uh, give me your rundown on his acting. What do you think about the like? Because he's doing a lot of like conveying a lot of emotions with no lines. That's so hard to do. Yeah, that's the hardest. I think everyone's so they're such talented act. I, this show would never have worked yeah. if one of them had been different. Like it's just right. They're all so good. 
I know, because every time someone's like, you know, even before we knew he was a piece of shit, when everyone would like say, oh, Joss, whatever, I'd be like, well, no, it, it is everyone else. Because like, bad actors, that writing would not land with any bad actor, right? Like, No, those actors killed it. Yeah. Um, and you have to be, a, I feel like you do have to be a specific type of actor to be able to sell like the lines they read, right? Yeah, I mean they're they're freaking talented. Yeah, it seems like they worked under really difficult conditions in those days, yeah. like long yeah. hours, really tired, and like yeah. their performances. You never see it on anyone. Like they all are on the ball all the time. Yes, yes, that's the thing. Like I. I actually do think um, even before like everything came out, every actor that has come on this podcast from Buffy has said that they would always go over and they'd be shooting for like, you know, 15 hours or 16 hours and it would all be like overnight into yeah. the morning. Like, Exhausting. I mean, right. That shit's got to be like, mm-hmm. you, and you have to be on the whole time, right? Oh my like, God, it's crazy. <laughs> have, have you seen the interview with Sarah, um, it was, it's like an hour and a half long interview and it's just like a day on the set with her. And yes, it was when they're- with who is that Richard Blackwell or what was his name? Um, oh, oh gosh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it is one of my favorite things. Yeah. Ever. They're like in the, like they're like in the cars they're transporting Sarah to set. And like, she's just talking about the wow. schedule and how often she has to film in, and, and the really? interviewer is like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> like seriously? And she's like, Oh yeah. She's like, I see like friends and family, maybe like a, a week or two a year. God. Like, that's nuts. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, she probably <laughs> like, she probably had no life outside of that. Yeah. And like, right. Looking back, it's like, Oh, that's probably why she didn't want to talk about Buffy that much after it ended. Cause she was probably like kind of relieved. Right. Probably. I mean, it's also just too much to ask of an actor. Like, I feel like nowadays there's boundaries around that. It's kind of, it sounds abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even aside from what they said about Joss, like, just that itself, right? Yeah, but productions used to get away with that. Yeah. It really does feel like, and that wasn't even that long ago, I thought it was like the fucking wild, wild west. Like, Mm -hmm. just anything goes and like, whatever they say, okay. Um, I think there's still some sets like that. I was going to say, because my best friend does work on, like, he does lighting for sets, and some of the sets he's been on, it's like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. You have to protect yourself. Yeah. Like, there's a few music videos. There was a music video that they shot for, I think it was, like, 17 hours they shot a music video, and Mm -hmm. the crew... I won't say who it was, but like they offered them cash money and weed as like their payment for the last like four hours because they legally could not keep them. So they just offered everyone like literally cash and weed. And so the crew was like, all right, sure, we'll stay. (laughs) Which is there's also pressure from productions to like constantly take a forced call. And like some actors love that because you get a little extra money. I've never liked that, but it's this unspoken pressure. Of like, well, you take the forced call. You don't not take the forced call. What's a forced call? You don't get your turnaround. Oh, like there's no space between it. Well, you don't get your your the what the union allots for a full turnaround. So you work, you know, sixteen, seventeen hours, and they want you back before your full turnaround. And so they'll pay you extra, and it's considered like you know you kind of it's it was an unspoken rule of like well you take it on the chin you know because we got to get it done. You got to yeah. shoot it, you know? It's like, 
I, you know, you didn't used to say no to those. I say no to yeah. that shit. I'm like, no. <laughs> Summer, I love that. I the thing I like about that is because I know you're so easygoing. Like I love that you do. You are like, nope, no, thank but you. You know what? I was too easygoing for a lot mm. of my career. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I like because yeah. you think you have to be. Yeah, that's. I mean, like. There was a media company that like one of my friends worked for that they were like, oh, we don't take a break during the day. That's like frowned upon. Mm -hmm. And he was saying the same thing that it's like an unwritten rule. Like no one says you're not supposed to like get Mm -hmm. lunch. But like if you did, the bosses would be like, oh, they left to get lunch. Yeah. As if like, (laughs) like what a crazy thing. God forbid they eat. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think Anthony Stewart head is great in this scene. Um, Nick, what do you, what do you think? This scene, okay, so like I recently watched the Hannibal TV series for the first Mm -hmm. time, and this scene is very Hannibal to me with like the opera music in the background, and it's just, it's it's beautiful, but it's so tragic, and he plays it so well, just like with, because obviously, you know, the end of the episode when he starts crying, I think that's the first time we ever see him cry. Yeah, maybe even the only time I think you see him (laughs) weeping after Buffy dies, but um, it's I don't know. It just breaks my heart every single time. But but it's such a beautiful scene, too. There's such a a poetry to it. Yeah, I I love it. Yeah. Zach, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I did a little research on the the opera um, because I wanted to see if that played into the episode at all, or if it was just here in the song. Um, it's from an opera called, <laughs> if, it, <laughs> if any of your fucking listeners give me a hard time about my pronunciation, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> um, it's, it's a French opera called La Boheme. Um, okay, yeah. It, it, uh, the song is, I'm not going to pronounce it, but I know the translation of it. Oh, gentle maiden. And it is the song that's playing when the two lovers of the opera, um, realize they've fallen for each other, right? Um, And so by the end of the opera, just to kind of put a nice little bow on the entire episode, at the end of the opera, um, the lovers are separated by death. And so that, I feel like, for the entire episode, kind of reflects Buffy and her narration of realizing Angel is dead and then Giles also losing uh, Ginny. Man. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, so it's real good, man. I that, mean, that like gave me a little bit of the chills because I feel so bad for Giles. Yeah. I will, I will never forget her, her body, like, Ugh. and oh, her like yeah. stare, right? Her yes. stare as she's like, just like, kind of look. Because is she looking at him or looking up? I don't. Um, yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. she's looking at him. Just looking. Yeah. Up. Okay. I think she's posed to look at him mm-hmm. and like his face of like, ah, it's so heartbreaking because he's like so happy and giddy and he's like all right, cool. Like we're, we're like, I guess to him, it's like, we're, we're good now. We're like making up and then, Oh, nope. She's been murdered. And of course he knows. And I actually, yeah. Zach, I was curious what you thought. Cause I really like the shot of like when his face drops and then we pan out and it's like the cops are already there. Oh, it's and, crazy. Like, he's against yeah. the wall. I it's, love that it's shot. This, the whole, like, because then from this moment, it almost feels like, and I think this show is really good at, at showing the kind of moments after, after trauma. Yeah like yeah. this and and yeah. how it all seems to blend in together almost you know like a montage and as, as yeah. angels narrating it and you know when we go and and see through the window um <gasps> willow getting the call like willow's reaction like um Allison <sighs> Hannigan's reaction gets me every single time mm-hmm. i just yeah. she when she breaks like she breaks like her and sarah yeah. michelle geller have have really good um act they, they act really really well when they 
each of them like break. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I like that Buffy's sort of reaction was a little more understated while not yeah. being any less devastated than yeah. Willow's. So it did let Willow's shine a little bit more. And it like, I do think that tracks for both those characters. Mm-hmm. That, like, yeah. Buffy would be the one that's like. And Joyce like comforting. Will- oh my gosh. Oh, oh. I know. Oh. <laughs> Chills. <laughs> and like, I love that that scene that was like, they had dialogue there. They like wrote, that scene and then they decided to do from angel's point of view because i do think it works better like you know that he's he loves this right this is like terrible to watch but he is loving it yeah. because this is what he wanted he just wanted to watch like buffy cry it's very similar to um to buffy telling don that that joyce is dead except we like we don't hear uh, their dialogue at all but oh, yeah. um we can hear a little bit of of well but they do feel very similar yeah 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 i hadn't even thought about that but yeah and like I, I can remember being like, holy shit, like the first time I watched this, because it was like I had the VHS and like just being like, oh man, they'll kill anyone. Like, I can't believe they killed Miss Callan. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, looking back, looking back on Buffy, there's characters that were in it longer that were killed, right? But like, that's yeah. the first time it's like a character that had been around. I would almost expect Joyce to die before Jenny, honestly. Really? I think so. I think so. Um, At that point, the way they were developing, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, I, I love that scene. And like, you're right, Zach. They are both very good criers, I think. Summer, do you, do you, do you, is it easy for you to cry or is it hard for you? It's super easy. I mean, it's like, it kind of is the easiest thing. Really? Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I think we've talked about this before. I think when you're like a young actor, like especially like child actor, teen actor, you're like, look, I can cry on cue. I can cry on cue. Give me my carrot now. And it's like, I just think it's kind of the cheap shot a lot of times as I mature. <laughs> that is why Summer is the actress and we three are the talking heads on the internet. <laughs> no, I, loved, I loved it for this and it was completely appropriate. But a lot of times it's not that appropriate. You know, you have to yeah. earn that. You want to earn that. That's it has true. to be earned. If you're always doing that, then it loses its power. You know, Summer, that actually reminded me. So, like, I am a Marvel person. I do love Marvel. But, like, you know, as lately I've been a little fatigued. Um, yeah. And, like, there, there are a lot of younger, like, 19, 20-year-olds that will be like, oh, my God, they should get an Oscar nom for this crying scene. And it's like, all right. Yeah. Just, I'll say that about, I still say that about every any person that cries in a movie. I'm like, damn, Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> it's taxing and it's emotional and it's gut wrenching, but I feel like it can be overused. I've seen it be overused by actors in shows yeah. where it's like every fucking week you're telling me you can act. <laughs> and you're like, we get it. You're on a show, but do something else. Oh my God. <laughs> At Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but the best directors I've ever worked with have told me, don't pull it back. Just just say oh, yeah. it. Don't do it. Don't give them the tears here. And those hmm. have been the performances that I'm most proud of. Because just because you can doesn't mean it's what's going to stand the test of time as much, you know? There was a Hollywood Reporter roundtable with um, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman when they mm-hmm. were promoting Big Little Lies, and they talked about that too. How the, yeah. they had like built up all day, getting ready for this like yeah. big emotional scene where she was going to cry, Nicole Kidman was going to cry, and the director, yeah. or maybe it was um, Reese Witherspoon, one of them, and the director kept telling them, "No, no, 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 hold it mm-hmm. back, hold it back, hold it back." Mm-hmm. And by the end, they said, "I just like I needed to let something out," and so I like I went home or I went to my dressing room and I I like couldn't even hold it in anymore. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's always really frustrating when you really do want to let it go and you want to do that. And the director's like, no, don't do it. That's what's hard. Yeah. Emotional edging. Summer, now I'm trying to, I'm like all the times I saw Margot, like you did, you did like a stoic face cry and like that would always get me too. Like, I feel like yeah. you did do like a, not like a big, yeah. it would be like, but I feel like Margot would have the same thing as Buffy where it's like, she wants to keep it together and doesn't actually want to like ball. Yeah. Right? I appreciate that because when she does, when there are those moments, like when Joyce dies and we really see her. Yeah despondent it does matter more i remember being frustrated as Margot and being like i want to show vulnerability more i want to cry more i want to cry here my fucking eyes been taking all this stuff <laughs> but then once i got to an to an episode where i was in the desert all of that had been yeah. earned and so it yes. meant so much more and like it was hard but i had learned that lesson really early on in my career on my first film and there was this mm. big scene where the character's been raped and it's out and everybody's talking and she's like no like it was this person and mm. i had envisioned it in my head that i was going to have a full out breakdown because she had been abused and treated so badly for so long and i wanted to like prove to everybody i could do it because it was my mm. first film and like have this whole big emotional moment and I was crying all day on set, trying to get there. And the director was like, literally, just say no. Just say the word no. Just say no. And that was it. That was the whole performance. And it was, in my head, it was like this huge moment for this character. And it still was. But mm. it didn't have to be drowned in, like, right. heavy emotion. That yeah. makes so much sense, too. And it makes, and now that you're like talking about it, it makes so much sense when we watch Sarah as Buffy all yeah. the time. She gets really wide eyed and you see her eyes welling up, but she doesn't break down. And she, she does doesn't. that a lot in this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. She'll like almost do that stare into nothing. Like I think of yeah. her on the back porch when Spike shows up in season five and she's Oof, just like staring yeah. into nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. She's probably thinking about her call time the next day. <laughs> you know? yeah, she's Probably like, like, I don't get to, I, I get uh, two hours of sleep when I go home. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Zach, where are we in the episode? Now I forget. Oh, everybody's dead. Giles is like, I'm going to go kill Angel. And, and Buffy's like, no, we can't let him kill Angel. And so Giles goes to kill Angel and we're at the factory. Wait, but I want to talk. Wait, there is a beat before that at Giles. Is there? Okay. I... I I fucking hate Xander's I told you so moment. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like Thank I'm you. like Dude, this is not the time to be doing this. I, like I and like Cordelia and Willow both try to stop him. Like even Cordelia who like you know is supposed to be like they you know underplay her whatever. She even she's like they both yell at him and then Buffy's like he's right, but you know Giles will get killed if he's going to get revenge and like I just Shit like yeah. that. I'm like, is that what you say to your friend? Is that what you say to your best friend when like her father figure's girlfriend is he murdered? He truly did not matter to this episode. Yeah. Like, ugh, that makes me so mad. It's, it's mm -hmm. literally just, it's Xander exemplifying Xander moments. Because like, even in the way, like when she says, um, you know, there's just one thing, you know, flaw with this plan, the way that he responds to her and he's like, oh yeah, and what's that? Like, he's just taking this moment to just dig into Angel mm -hmm. per usual, even though he's right. He is right. But, but it's yeah. not the moment, like, and everybody else can read the room, you yes. know? Like, <laughs> even Cordelia getting out of the car doesn't have a quip. She just, you know, Buffy asks yes. if she can get driven, and Cordelia's like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. everybody else can read the room. Why can't yeah. you? <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Like, if Cordelia's not quipping, you know that she knows it's like, okay, this is serious. Like, 
I'm here to help. And then, but Xander wants to give in a fucking, I told you so moment. And like, uh, if like, save that for when you're in the car with just your girlfriend by yourself, right? Like maybe if that, like you need to get that out, wait till Buffy's not there because she's not the person to be doing that. I don't know. It just, or why don't you go try to kill Angel? Right. Let's, let's, look at you go, yeah. you go do something. Get your yellow crayon and go go out to the factory. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Spike is mad that Angelus hasn't killed Buffy yet. Um, and he's like, don't leave, leave presents in her in her uh, friend's bed. And Spike also has a weird line when he's like, you're not working with a full sack, is what he says to Angel. To mean like, his balls aren't there. <sighs> <laughs> Well, like, he, there's a little, well, more than a little, there's a little homoeroticism between them in this oh, episode, yeah. especially like earlier when he's, he like leans down and he gets really, really close to Spike's face. And he's like, anything that I'm not already doing, like, I know that he looks at Drusilla, but I'm like, this entire <laughs> interaction oh, yeah. right here is good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> They like absolutely fucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then as they're having their argument, Giles arrives with the fire and I do... I'm glad that Giles got some good hits in. Like, I feel like he deserved to be able to get some in before he got like knocked out. So I was glad, you know, and he has that flaming, whatever the fuck it is. With him. <laughs> Two by four. <laughs> I always think of, um, so when I was, when I was like in middle school in, in high, early high school, I used to find um, Buffy Angel like fan made videos. And one of them was to Taylor Swift's love story. <laughs> and whenever they get to the point of my daddy said, stay away from Juliet, it's, it's this shot of angel or of Giles <laughs> angel with the fire. And so I always think I like hear it in my head when I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so ridiculous. It is. I think I sent it to you one time and it was, it's a really good one. I saved it so that I can remember it always. <laughs> so, and then Giles does get knocked out. I do like that Spike stops Drusilla from helping. And he's like, no, 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 don't help unless he tags you in. Cause that's how much he fucking hates and jealous. Um, then Buffy comes in and there's some fighting. Um, is this, does the factory burn down? Is this the last time we see it? I think it's just supposed to be burnt out, but you see it again. Well, the basement of it when Willow and Xander are trapped in it in season three, when Spike traps them in there. Oh yeah. I meant like as their base, like this is the last time. Yeah. I think oh yeah. Ends, I think right? they go, they go to um, the mansion or whatever after this. Right. Okay. So then Buffy pulls Giles out and we get a really like, I I think the like it's this is such a good moment between them because he like pushes her off and he's like why did you come here and then she punches him and she punches him and then starts crying and like man i just the like the big frown on her face and her hugging him and being like i can't do this without you like ugh, ugh, so good it's such a human moment between right. them Oh, seeing Giles cry, I, I hate it. I hate it. I <laughs> like, even thinking about it makes me emotional. I hate <laughs> it. But it just felt like it, it fa- father and daughter in this yes. moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, that's exactly what we love about their relationship, right? Yep. Yeah, and like, you don't, uh, you know, we don't ever see Giles get that up, like that emotional about shit. So it is, I feel like it makes it more emotional that he is emotional. Um Cause it's like, Oh no, dad's upset. Oh, dad's even upset. What the fuck is going on? Like, it's like when you're a kid and your parents are upset about something and you're just like, <laughs> um, yeah. And like that line and, uh, yeah, I just love all of that. Uh, we get the next day they're visiting Jenny's grave. The, and again, the BB back lot. <laughs> yeah. 
it does look bad in the daylight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And even like Sarah's acting here, like she, they're so somber and she's like, you can tell she's beating herself up about it when she's like, I'm sorry for you and for her. I wasn't ready to kill him, but now I am. And like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's really sad. And like, we see Willow going in the class to, Take over for Jenny, which does make no sense. Um, there is no way in hell that she would have been allowed that. to do that. <laughs> they could. <laughs> it, no just m- we'll move along. <laughs> <laughs> and then as Willow's setting up the desk, the file that Jenny put the so- the spell on falls right between the desk that, and that the... That shot cabinet. was so sad, too. Yes. Because, like, it feels like it's, like, hopeless, right? It's like, Fuck. The thing that they could do is like right there, but they're not going to see it. I mean, granted, they do eventually, but yeah, I love, I love that. I love the like that we can get to that hopeless moment, but it does. They do bring it back, and it does make sense the way they like get back to there. Um, Yeah, Summer, what do you think about that ending with the disc falling? It's one of those like, oh my god, moments. Like, (laughs) oh my god, it's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Like right there, fuck. Right Um, there. (laughs) <laughs> and like yeah i i just love that um this is why we have the cloud <laughs> right exactly oh my god it's always yeah. in my google docs <laughs> <laughs> that's exact that's why you and i every month are upping our google memory exactly drive. it's my notes app. <laughs> and when zach and i first started doing podcasts together he was like oh i just pay for the like more storage every month and i was like Oh, well, if Zach does it, I can do that. Because I was like, I shouldn't be paying for this every month. Now I'm just, I'm always like, great, I need more. I'll pay for it. Because <laughs> I can't possibly delete anything off of my phone. I have I have a folder because I do those like promos of recording. I have a folder of pictures of all of you on my phone just because like I do it on my phone. So it's like, I literally have a <laughs> folder that's Slayer of S98 guests <laughs> and co-hosts. He's putting it through like a uh, a drawing simulator and leaving it on our pillows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but okay, we are at the end. Um, first, I'm going to ask a question that I have not asked in a while and I'm going to ask it to you first, Nick. Uh, what do we think Dawn would have been doing in this episode? <sighs> That's a good question. I mean, I definitely think that if she was in the episode, she would have got a drawing of herself for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, but I don't know. Cause I mean, Buffy, <laughs> like I think of like, I think of like how, you know, Buffy would protect her in later seasons, you know, and she would drop her off at spikes or something like that. But I'm like, clearly Angelus was running around and she wasn't overly concerned that Joyce was out at night. So, <laughs> I mean, she was probably just, you know, in the car grocery shopping, she'd be getting the bags while Joyce is getting harassed on the front lawn. <laughs> Fair. Um, Zach, what do you think? Well, our favorite little pyromaniac would have set Angel on fire, killed him, and ended the season. That's what would have happened. Summer, what do you think Dawn would have been doing? Oh, my God. I mean, she definitely would have gotten a photo of herself. Like, I'd like to think she would have, like, called the cops or done something. But she Mm. probably would have just freaked the fuck out and been like, Bobby. Get out, get out, get out. I was just yeah. about to say, yeah, when yeah. Buffy slams the door, you hear her screaming, get out. In the back. Yeah. <laughs> but I could see, like, I, I really could see um, her in the car with Joyce as Joyce is getting out. Yeah. And, like, when Angel says the thing about making love, Don looking up at Joyce and being like, what does he mean, mom? Or something like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, something yeah. like that. Like, I can yeah. see her fitting in that scene very well. Yeah. 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 And, like, it would kind of add to the panic because she's, like, actually is a kid, kid. 
mm-hmm. or would be in that scene. Um, yeah, I had Dawn would have been with Joyce when Angela said they had sex, and she would have been very annoying about it. Um, all right, favorite outfit, Summer. What was your favorite outfit? Oh God, favorite outfit. You know what? Those <laughs> silk pajamas and that pearl cross. <laughs> <laughs> are pretty cute like the pearl cross was cute that stuck out to me i don't even think i realized the pearl yeah cross. i was like i like this cross it's cute mm. um nick what was your favorite outfit uh, i think it's the outfit that cordelia is wearing uh when she asks willow about the fish and it's like a, a burgundy outfit and it's, yeah, it's like paired yeah. with the red the red oh the red lip every it looks so stunning <laughs> i love it <laughs> i mean she always looks good uh always zach well, I'm disappointed nobody said Miss Calendar's dress that she dies in. And I need to know that all of your listeners are going to be on the same page with me. And that, that, that one. <laughs> um, I mean, mine is I like Buffy, the like zebra cheetah print tank she's wearing. What print um, was that? Was that zebra? It, it, I couldn't figure Summer, that do you know out. what you would call that? Because it's like cheetah print colored, but it's zebra. Oh, my pattern. God. That was like, I don't know if I love this or I <laughs> <laughs> I think I love it. I just, what is it? Right. You yeah. Know? It's like, you can't stop looking at it, but you're like, should I? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was like zebra with like cheetah color. Right. Yeah. Um, and it but was I like thought velvet I... or so. It was like velour. Yes. <laughs> it's <was> just funky. <laughs> um, I That was my favorite outfit. Cause I think Buffy looks good in like a cheetah print color um she does what uh was your favorite scene zachary uh <laughs> okay i, I want to rank them because i got three so jenny calendar's chase scene followed by the them getting the call that jenny calendar's dead followed by the uh what did i say earlier was the third favorite um when he finds her maybe Whatever I said oh, earlier, shit. that one. You didn't say it. You explicitly said it earlier. But I don't remember. remember. <laughs> well, that, it's a Jenny Calendar's chase. Right. Like yeah. Uh, Summer. God, it's hard to choose like a favorite when it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Willow like having to spend the night. That's cute. <laughs> uh, Nick, what's your favorite scene? So it's. Gosh, it, it, it's a tie. I, I mean, I would say my number one is probably Angel watching them receive the news from mm. outside of the window. Because I just love, like, I just love in, in you know, like a supernatural or horror shows when they actually show the characters responding with, you know, to the trauma that's going on around yeah, them. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. And I love that the way that they did it, it was very, very unique in the sense that like you weren't in the room with them. Yeah. So I like mm-hmm. how they flip that on the head, but the yeah. horror part of me is specifically the way that they frame the scene when with the fish, because you see Willow feeding yeah. the fish but you don't see any fish in the tank. And I like how there's just like, you know, like 30 seconds where you're like, if you caught it, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> there's no yeah. fish in the tank. That's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they also probably did that. So like it, it helped them both. Like, I feel like the angle worked, but also maybe those, so those fish didn't look as fake. <laughs> so shot through yes. the tank. Um, uh, my favorite scene uh, is the Jenny chase scene, but like Zach, I also have three. It's Jenny's chase scene, Buffy telling and jealous. She changed the locks and then Buffy and Giles crying in the alley together um Mm. they all they all get me um i think we're probably gonna all be around the same what grade do we give this episode nick i'm gonna give this an a summer um i would say i would say a b okay okay uh zachary a plus yeah i'm an a plus as well um 
thank you all for joining me. Uh, Nick, thank you for coming on for the first time to talk about this iconic episode. Anytime. Any, Buffy, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I will answer the call. Thank you for having me. Um, and uh, if you all like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can support us on Patreon, where uh, we are covering Harley Quinn Season 3, and then you're going to go on to Batman the Animated Series and X-Men the Animated Series. Um, and you want to follow us on social, we are at SlayerFest X98 if you want to follow me. I am at Ian X Carlos. Summer, where can everyone find you? At Summer Bishel on Instagram and at Summer Bishel one on Twitter. And Nick, where can everyone find you? Uh, Nick Says Boo on YouTube, Nick Says Boo on Instagram, and Nick Says Boo on Twitter. And Zach, where can everyone find you and the other two podcasts you do? Uh, I do a podcast with my husband called Coffee and Tequila. If you search Coffee and Tequila, it'll come up. If you search My Bloody Judy, we will also come up. It is the horror podcast I host, co-host with uh, Ian Carlos Crawford here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just search Adventures of Zach and B, I pop up. All right, everyone. Well, we will see you next time. Bye.